everybody started. Yes, do it. Hello, and welcome to episode 77 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the naked ninja, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. This is where the fun begins. <laughs> this is where the fun begins. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> you sure you don't want to say it a few more times? This is where the fun begins. <laughs> this is where the fun begins. This is where the fun begins. This is where the fun begins. The funny thing is, is I actually was going to find a way to make some sort of joke about doing Naked Ninja stuff huh. until I sent you that video today. I was like, no, this is what it's going to have to be. All right. Fair. That would have been amazing if you were prepared for that and just returned it. Because nobody else would have been as impressed as I would have been. Because they just would assume that we worked on this together. <laughs> no, we decidedly don't, actually. The exactly. Only is to try and exactly. stun the other one with what you're going to say. You always put me off guard. Uh, luckily, I have prepared my words today carefully. I'm sure I'll mess up now that I've said that. On this week's episode, a check-in on what we're watching, superhero musings, and a classic comedy turns 20. All that and more news and nuggets before diving into our flick of the week, Roma. But first, Al, what are we drinking? We are drinking Bull and Barrel. Country bumpkin pumpkin. This is a, um, a dip into the reserves. From yes, the this is a, a holdover from the pumpkin beer tasting this year, uh, which is perfect because we're doing a holdover episode from a movie that came out several months ago mm-hmm. uh, to begin our priming for the Oscars. Now, we're not going to get full episodes on all the movies that are Oscar nominated, but we are going to give you guys a special little episode later this week priming you for the Oscars, and then next week, we'll probably talk about the Oscars as well. Either, what, what do you think? Should we just do, like, a reaction video next week? I, I think that, yeah, we, we could probably, let's, we'll, we'll discuss how we want to put it in there, if it's going to be part of the episode or not, or its own little thing. But basically, uh, I think as part of our pre-Oscars episode, we definitely need to give our predictions, and folks can then see how wrong we are. Yes. Uh, which, considering we have no sources, mm-hmm. um, is probably just us taking wild guesses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the beer. Uh, this is brewed and canned by Bull and Barrel Brew Pub in Brewster, New York, which is not terribly far from me. It's a hint of pumpkin with a ton of spice. N- Sorry, wow. This was really poorly uh, edited. A hint of pumpkin with a ton of spice notes, including oh. nutmeg, cinnamon, allspice, ginger, and clove. They, they could have planned that out better, right? <laughs> I actually, I in, my brain inserted its own punctuation, including a colon. I, I read it as a hint of pumpkin with a ton of spice. Notes including nutmeg, cinnamon, That's all spice. That's how I read it too, because why would you arrange this this way? It's, like, why would you cut it off mid-freight? It's the, not great. Um, you guys anyway. can't see this can, but it does look like I made it in Greetings Workshop. I don't know. I actually like it, though. I, I like the art above the wording, but the layout <laughs> looks like something that I would have done on a greeting card. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Um, oh, well, for that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is an amber ale brewed with pumpkin and spices. I was wondering where you found that, and then I realized I had to spin the can all the way around and turn it sideways. And just, this is oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> I do a lot of prep for this. You, when you, you, you can tell sometimes when I'm not butchering the reading of it. Um, but, uh, you know, I do try and come prepared so I don't get, like, surprised by some bit of wording on the hand. Where I want to know what I'm going to be reading beforehand. Fair enough. Sometimes I got to look at pronunciations of stuff. Like, last week when I was looking up the pronunciations of half the actors. Uh, <laughs> <in June>. uh, <laughs> 
Fair enough. Which, by the way, like another two or three really famous people joined Dune this week too. Really? I figured I didn't bother to look it up for the uh, to, for a follow up, but yeah, I think Josh Brolin and someone else super famous also joined Dune. <laughs> all right, well, that's fun. Uh, uh, cheers. Let's give the sucker a taste. All right, cheers. Ooh. Okay. Now, I have I had concerns. Here's why. There were a handful of the beers that we had um, that we had leftovers of that I didn't care for, and now how, how, would, how would you remember? <laughs> well, I remember what it, I remember specifically what it tasted like that I didn't like. Okay. And now I'm certain it's not this one. <laughs> yeah, this one's pretty good. The thing is, I'm not sure if I had this one since I missed the first few. I think that was the reason I specifically grabbed it from your fridge, have, have having leftovers, because I didn't take all of them. Okay. But okay. I think I hadn't had this one, and that's why I grabbed it. Yeah, you were on that biolsi time. No, I'm pretty sure you were just busy earlier on. Yeah, no, we were we were doing stuff. <laughs> that that was the day that we lifted like the 400 pound rock out of the mm, ground. Before. Mm. Um, the rock. That came. It's huge. It's now a permanent fixture in the backyard <laughs> because we built the fence in front of it between it and the woods so i'd have to do twice the work to get it out because i have to go around the fence i think i think it's not going to, over i'll tell you that you gotta take you gotta take dominic out there one day and stand there and look at the rock and just whisper in his ear everything the light touches <laughs> no the problem is no this thing is fucking gigantic yeah it was Deep in the ground, we couldn't. There's nothing to grab onto. We couldn't even get straps under it properly, and we got it like 95% of the way out of the hole, and it just needed someone to do the final push because me and my dad were holding most of the weight up. My mom was kind of using a pry bar to help straighten it out, and Dominic was supposed to. Oh, he was using a shovel to help pry it up as well, and it was like on the precipice. It just needed to roll a little bit, and me and my dad were pulling back with the strap towards us <laughs> and my mom and my brother were on the other side one prying and the other one he was like he couldn't decide whether to like use the shovel or not use the shovel and i could feel it was first of all it was super muddy and there was a ton of water and slop like in like the area that the rock was actually in water at that point and, and slop. i couldn't you yeah no i, I did that on purpose for, for yes exactly uh <laughs> Yeah, the I got man, to the, point where... the myth, the slop. <laughs> I'm just taking notes for a future episode. Of course, yes. Um, I, yeah, so I'm trying to... I was like, I couldn't communicate at that point because there's a ton of strain going on. Sure. And it's one of the very few times where I've actually gone to my full extent and I, like, full-on hulked it because I couldn't properly communicate to him just push the fucking rock... Okay, so, so instead I just grabbed it with one hand and tossed it, and everyone just stared at me. I <laughs> couldn't I was like completely out of breath, and I was like, "It was done. Just push the rock." <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that made it sound like I couldn't quite communicate to him, and you had just referenced the Hulk. <laughs> it sounded like you meant internally you couldn't tell the Hulk to just push it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Amazing. Uh, uh, any Back to this beer. Uh, this is pretty delicious. I like this one a lot. Uh, this is definitely one that I would drink again outside of the setting of trying to race to the finish and stay so sober enough or to, not to, like to a taste drunk it. 
know what it is that we're drinking. Right. Uh, no, I, this is nice. It's it's spiced. Um, I like the amber ale type. I mean, I really like the one that I did, the porter. Mm -hmm. But and that's that sort of style. But you don't see those quite as often. I feel like. Um, mm. I like this like amber where it's got enough of that caramel to balance out the spice and the pumpkin. Yeah. No, it's it's really nice. It's a. Uh... It gets my it gets a thumbs up for me. It's it's very it's very clear. <laughs> I feel yes. like compared to a lot of the other pumpkin beers. Yes, it's it's obviously like they did a lot of um, filtering of this. It's been clarified nicely. Um, very well carbonated, but mm -hmm. doesn't feel burdensome. Some yeah, you know, sometimes like it feels like a chore to drink a beer because it's so carbonated. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I, I, I'm sorry. There's a, there's a lingering aftertaste. I'm trying to figure out what it is, and I think, I think, it's the ginger that's listed in those spices there. Uh, yes, I believe you're correct. That is the one. Yeah, it's because if you if you focus on it, then it tastes like ginger ale, which is kind of great. I, yeah, I, that that one that's a that's a spice that I'm not. I don't typically associate with this sort of beer. Sure. Yeah. Me neither. You know, it's, it's usually like cinnamon and stuff like that, but you know, I really uh, I, I thought you were gonna say cinnamon spice and everything nice. I really thought you were gonna go there. <laughs> you let me down. It's unfortunate. I'm sorry, you know, it did not even register for me. Alright, bull and barrel, country, bumpkin, pumpkin. I'm a fan of the name. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it takes a you gotta really take your time with it, make sure you say it right, and you have to turn the can significantly to read it all. Oh disagree. I actually um I actually like cruising through it, like country bumpkin pumpkin. Yeah, that's never going to happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never say it right like that. Awesome. Good call for the for the tonight. I like so cuz seriously, we this stuff is is kind of off the cuff. It's obviously it's I'm sure it sounds that way too. But uh we we picked the beer last minute <laughs> just to ask you what we're having and we reach in the uh in the fridge here. I really I, I dig it. I, I didn't I wasn't expecting pumpkin tonight, but I uh I approve. I approve well, this I realized that we still had a couple of those left over, and I didn't want to get to a point where we did it for, like, three episodes in a row. And so I wanted to get, like, nip it in the bud and, like, start start that up now so we can intersperse, like, other sorts of beer in between. Sure. At, at this point, though, for me... I know it going to drive you nuts if we did three straight February-March episodes of pumpkin beer. <laughs> true, true. It, for me, though, there's... Uh, it's, it's a game of Russian roulette that's getting closer and closer to the end. Because I know that there's one of the ones that we have in there is the one that I really don't like. And if we finish all of them, if we get to like the last one and we haven't had it, then it's that one and we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if we do have it, I'm probably not going to finish that one and open the other beer instead. <laughs> Just so you know. We'll get there. We'll find it out. Uh, shall we dive into our news and nuggets? Sure. How, how many things you got this week? I have four things. One of them Ooh. was going to be reading. I have four But we're going to do a, a dramatically abbreviated version of reading. And instead, I'm just going to tease what it is and give you guys the information. So you can do a reading yourself. Because it's just, it would be by far the longest thing I've read <laughs> on here. And this is already going to be, I think, a fairly long episode. So I've decided that I would not subject everyone to that, no matter how much it's worth reading, because it is. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back and forth. And well, I was, the other thing, the, I was going to say the other thing, just to tease what we're doing. Uh, I do have the return of Kill a Narrative. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I'm excited for that. Um, 
Well, the first thing on my list was actually a reoccurring segment of what we're watching slash listening to, because I've got two things I need to discuss with you. Okay. The first is The Punisher. I'm glad that you brought that up because I just started watching the other night. Excellent. And I vehemently disagree with you. I have yeah. actually I've watched about the first half of the, the season. I've really enjoyed it. Really? Oh, well, that's that's great. I'm glad I'm glad that's the case for you. Um I it was suffering from that that whole Walking Dead thing for me for pretty much the entirety of it. Um what do you mean? There's just like this thing going on that seems like filler. And it's very odd to me because the the series and I, I we won't obviously no spoilers or anything here. The the series feels like a like an ep like an epilogue to the first season, and it only needed to be maybe half the number of episodes that are actually in the season. There's... I haven't hit a point yet where I felt like any of it was dragging. The only criticism I will say that I think it's not like it's perfect. Um, yeah. But I just I have been enjoying. It. I think I I liked the first season better, mostly because, um, the dynamic between Frank and was it Ben was that his name? Micro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know his. I don't remember his actual. Like, I want to say. I want to say it was Ben, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I thought the dynamic between the two of them was really good. Oh the, yeah, it was the great. Run of the show. Um, and this doesn't have that exactly. No. Um, but. The one thing that I will say is I think a valid criticism but it's, that's just kind of rankled me a bit, just not enough to, like, make me not like it, mm -hmm. is the two – like, the show is largely running two parallel storylines, mm -hmm. and I don't like how it is that they decided to intertwine them because there is no way to do it. Right. I think it would have been much better if the Madani storyline – was nearly entirely separate from the castle storyline. And like his events just brought him back to New York organically because ultimately mm. that would have been doable considering that's where Rachel's story or not just Amy, Amy's story to take some right to New York anyway. And if he overheard the thing about Billy yeah. while there and then organically met up with Madani and then that's how they ended up working together, that would have been, I think, a much better solution because the way they did it was clunky because yes. you end up with them kind of spinning their wheels alongside of each other seemingly on the same page that they're both interested in doing this thing but they're not actually at least not yet yeah it was it was very weird that I, I i get that and i think that might actually have a lot to do with what i disliked about it um because that it is an irritant to me but relatively minor because the thing is the two storylines both of them i find interesting so it's kind of just window dressing for me, the irritation. Yeah, this the storyline with the girl, the the young girl is That's not, definitely been the much stronger one. It's it's interesting though, it doesn't it doesn't really go places. And Well, I mean I don't know. It, well you, thus thus far it is. So. You'll get the whole story. You, you know, you'll you'll understand everything that's going on by the end. It's just it fell the whole thing fell a little flat to me, where the actual culmination of the Billy storyline I enjoyed, and um, it's I don't know. I was I was I was kind of bummed out. The I, the problem was the first season was so good. Well, and it it was very well designed and executed. The first season, yeah. Um, and this definitely isn't in the same way as I've kind of been describing. Yeah, it's just it's all over the place. But the thing is, I'm interested in what's going on. I just don't think the execution has been as clean and tight as it was in the first season. Mm-hmm. So while I do think it's 
probably a half step below the first season. I'm still enjoying it because I'm still intrigued by some of the stuff that's going on. Even if I'm not intrigued by all of it, I do think some of the Billy storyline, that is where the filler has been. Yeah. In the I, first half of the season. Yep. Definitely. There's just, just some of it, not all of it. No, the, yeah, I agree. Um, it's just, uh, I, I never, there was a never a point where I was completely bored or was maybe thinking about not finishing it or, you know, abandoning the show. I was just, every time an episode ended, I was, I felt like I was just like, eh. The first two I thought were really good, and the last the first two episode was really strong. Yeah, the first two, last two, phenomenal. In between, it kind of there's a lot of low points for me. I haven't hit a point yet, but I'm sure it's coming because it usually is somewhere around episode nine of these like thirteen episode season. I'm on like episode six, or I might have been halfway through episode seven. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I'm interested to actually, hear when you I've hit the end. For, I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for that sag, and I just haven't maybe. It hits differently for everyone. I just feel like I haven't hit it yet. Yeah, but it'll be it, it'll be good to talk about this after after you've seen the whole thing. I'll be interested to hear your take once it's finished. But yeah, oh. that's that's what I uh, I actually just finished it this weekend. Okay, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm about halfway through. But that's the thing I'm watching. I'm done with the Sopranos. I okay. think next week's episode is when I'll do my review because I want to mm. kind of do a pretty formal review of it and i didn't have time to collect those notes for the schedule that we wanted to do this week okay and, cool. and i don't want to do it i think you and i kind of agreed right that for our next episode the primer episode we're not really going to do a news and notes unless there's a, yeah, a big thing to discuss probably not just to keep not. it a little bit more brief so i think i'll try and lay it out for next week's episode sounds good that works for me and uh sorry watching right now you're watching punisher and you said something else or um, no, no, um, I, I do want to talk about, uh, stuff that we'll be watching, but we'll do that after we're done with the, what we're watching. Cause you said, sounds good. Listen, listen to, so is there a podcast? In yes, there, too? there is. And you, as, as you know, and many of you know, I'm a huge fan of Dak Shepard's armchair expert. Um, he had a powerhouse of a guest on this past uh, week, who's that? Jason Menzoukas. <laughs> and man, I, I loved him before. I just adore him now. Have the two of them been in something together? Or? Um, I think that he said "Baby Mama," but I don't remember uh, the I never movie saw that. well enough that, to. That's the to Amy know. Poehler Tina Fey one. Yes, yes, I remember Dax Shepard's character in that movie, but I don't remember him being in it. I didn't know how much he's written. Um, it's definitely worth going and taking a listen to that. It's it's a lot of fun. His his I I I really I just love his podcast. I've been listening to a lot more lately. It's funny because uh, we've been doing this show for now that we're in February, we've been doing it for two whole years. Yeah. Um, or I well, I guess maybe we're coming up on the anniversary, uh, or at least maybe the anniversary when it was released. I don't remember. We probably should mark that in some way. <laughs> it's somewhere. I'll just scroll um, back in SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I just mean we probably should mark the fact that it's been two years, mm. um, despite the fact that we don't have 104 episodes. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I've been listening. It's been my joke for quite some time, and it's probably not really true anymore. Like, when people find out that I do a podcast, they're like, oh, well, what podcast do you like to listen to? I'm like, well, I don't actually listen to any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, I actually listen to a few now. Um, but that's one that I've been thinking about maybe probably not listening to every episode, especially since it's a huge backlog, it yep. sounds like. But I could see myself, when I'm looking for something to listen to, trying to comb through 
and yeah. just like ones that I'm interested in. I think that's fair. I haven't listened to all of them, but that's just because of the way that I have I have weekly ep- shows that I listen to, and sometimes they back up on me, and I don't have enough time in the week, so like I'm I'm going through a backlog. I listen to a lot it's of funny, that, that's podcasts. now started to happen to me occasionally because I listen to it during specific things. Like a lot of times, I'll put one on while I'm playing a game at night before I go to bed. Okay, yeah. Uh, but it depends on what I'm playing because like if I'm playing something where it's very story intensive and I want to be focusing, I won't listen then. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing something online, then I'll put it on the background because I don't care what's actually going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any, um, I anytime I, I go in the car. That's I listen in the car a yeah. lot. Um, by the way, you're driving me insane with your do not reply thing. <laughs> I don't it's do it. It's literally killing me. I, I don't actually do it. The phone just does it. I know, but you I'm sure I could. Turn, I'm sure I could off. turn it off, but... It does help because I'm really bad with text messages sometimes. Yes, you are. So just at least knowing that there's a good chance I'm not going to see it for a long time. <laughs> Could be I guess. Um, well, no, the worst one, one time you got me like, you texted me. Yeah, and then I got in the car. <laughs> and got in the car immediately. I, I responded promptly to you and got kicked back two messages immediately. And it's two messages every time. Yeah, that you're not reading the text. I'm like, mother. That I don't know why it does two. Because it couldn't get it all out of its system in one. Because uh, they're two separate messages. It's not a copy. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Sorry. No, no, that's 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 totally fair. Uh, that's what we're here for. Going off the rails. I, now I'm afraid every time I text you that I'm gonna get that thing kicking back at me. Like, <laughs> I think I'm gonna start copying the message and sending it to you even when I'm not in the car. <laughs> Even when I'm not texting you? <laughs> yeah, yes. Just in the middle of the night. Not like this. <laughs> Why is he driving at 3.30 in the morning? That'd be so rude. Yeah, but I... Uh, de- definitely. There's a there's a huge back catalog there. And what's great about it is, you know, person's name is right in the episode. So you just scroll through, find somebody that you like, and you'll just have a blast. And they're long episodes. So like you and you don't have to you know you can do it in, you can do it in chunks you don't have to listen to it all through at once it's just a good time I have to, I just it's such a fun show it makes me feel good it's my therapy okay. um, yeah but that's 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 it I just wanted to bring him up because I I man he cracks me up and to find out that he that all of his stuff is basically improv is amazing and that that is what people hire him for is even better yeah. And there's, um, I don't, do you watch The Good Place? No. So, he plays a character on The Good Place. He is the boyfriend. Oh, is he on the show now? Uh, no, he's occasionally on the show. He's been on a, f- a handful of episodes. Wait, sorry, this is Jason Manzoukas or Diane Yeah, Shepard? Jason Manzoukas. Okay. He's, uh, he's been on the show. Well, because times. Kristen Bell's on it, that's why. Right, right. But, uh, he, so he's on the show and as a character named Derek, and he is the, uh, like, the, the AI helper of the good place creates a boyfriend but has to make it kind of dumb and that's him (laughs) so every time that he comes in the room or every time somebody addresses him he just says his name i'm jonna he just basically but he just (laughs) he somebody will ask a question and he'll just go derek (laughs) It it cracks me up every time it doesn't matter how many times I've seen the scene. So funny. I just, I love it. I mean, I'll, anytime I think of him, I'll always think, the line that'll always come to my mind immediately is, 
hey tall guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100% that's 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 just him. He was fantastic on Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you ever get to see him on that, he's great. He just he'll always he'll always be Rafi to me. But the thing is, he's always that guy. Well, that's true too. <laughs> it's amazing. He's just there's like levels of over the top, and Rafi is through the roof. Yes, that's it's it's like they they hire him to do his thing, and then they just they just put like a speed limiter on him. And for the league, they were just like, let's turn that off. Let's <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> but he's, he's absolutely hysterical. Just outdo the most ridiculous thing you've ever done this scene. But yeah. then the next scene, it's outdo what you did the last time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing. All right, what do you got? Um, well, let's go directly into more TV talk. Okay. Um, I was perusing some things coming up that I'm looking forward to. Because right now, I don't really have much that's like running live that i have to watch the only thing that i'm watching i think that's running is um the orville which is fine it's mostly filler for me um you you officially gave up on the walking dead (laughs) semi-officially i haven't watched any of the new two episodes i'll get to it eventually i guess Mm -hmm. um that's also basically filler for me um but i did notice that there are three things coming back nearly at the same time Hmm. And they're all going to make me very happy, but also very sad. Because in a quick succession of a few weeks, I think starting with March 31st, the final season of Veep will be starting that night. Oh, that show's ending? I didn't even know that. Okay. And then a couple weeks after that, the final season of Game of Thrones will kick off. (laughs) And immediately after that, the final season of Archer will be kicking off. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big it's a big three of shows for me, and they're all going to be going away forever, and that makes me sad. I'm sorry, Al. Even though I'm very much looking forward to them because I love them so much, but it's bittersweet my anticipation in this case. Which I guess my guess my anticipation for episode nine will be bittersweet as well because yeah, um, Uh, it'll be the last. It's never the end though, so like no, no, but it'll be the end of the saga for now. For for now is the key there though. But the thing is, there's nothing on the slate for no. the saga. It, I don't think they'll let it wait another 15 or so years anymore. But it'll be at least five. Yeah. Great. Give it, give it even more time. Which is, which is fine, but again, still bittersweet. Make it long enough that I, I really feel it when it comes back. <laughs> give me that. Give me that. That good, good Force Awakens feeling. Yeah. Yeah, no, but see, but fifteen years is too long. You know, it's funny. I, I, I do remember like preparing myself for the night that we were going to go see Force Awakens. That I'm well, I not I... going to feel this way again. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess we we won't have to feel that way again, right? No, um, but it but... was it was great though. It was such a good feeling. And I guess it's, this is kind of a natural progression to get into that too. Even um, the fact I didn't have this as a note, but we should discuss it. Star Wars Episode Nine wrapped the other day. Woo! That picture was cool. The picture I sent you making fun of that picture was even better. Yes. Um, and they almost snuck it in right behind, but apparently the Mandalorian also wrapped. Hmm. Which seems really sudden, mostly because I feel like we didn't get much like news or like pictures from set or anything while it was shooting. It feels like it kind of went on and I didn't realize it was going on. Yeah. I guess it also makes sense if it's supposed to be out at the end of this year 
it yeah, would it's make gotta, sense. It's got to be done, right? <laughs> that has been wrapped, or at least would have been wrapped soon. Right. No, that's that's that is interesting that we haven't. Yeah, not not a not a leak, not a not a nugget. <laughs> I remember seeing a couple of pictures from set before they even announced Pedro Pascal for the lead role. Mm-hmm. Um, like that they were starting shooting some of like like more like the background stuff because it was none of the main characters or in any of the pictures. Um, it was like guy in stormtrooper outfit or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a slew of casting all at once and then nothing. And then now principal photography is wrapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's wild. I, I'm definitely excited for that. Oh, me too. Um, it's going to be real good. Even more so once I know like, you know, who anyone's playing. Do we have any details on how it's going to be released? It's going to be released on Disney Plus. Yeah, but weekly. Oh, is it going to drop all at once, or is it going to be weekly? Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be dropped concurrently, but I don't know for sure. I don't know if they've said it for sure. Yeah, they should do it weekly. I'd be okay with either one. Yeah, I just oh, there's something about that anticipation of the next week and like when the show ends. Like if when you binge watch the Punisher, right? It actually would have probably been better for me to watch it once a week because it yeah, gives, there, it'll give you something... more time with the episode to think about it and absorb it and and draw conclusions and guesses about what's going to happen next rather than just rolling right into it. There is something too that I might even start pacing myself more with some of those shows. Yeah. Not to do it every week one, no. per se, but maybe like one episode a day. Or something like that, yeah. as opposed to, like, I was watching it on, like, Friday and Saturday night, and I watched, like, three episodes a night, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy the binging experience, but I enjoy it more for, like, what I've been doing with, like, The Sopranos, where, like, the show is over, yeah. and I'm binging through the entirety of the catalog. Yeah, yeah. I do find myself regretting, sometimes, single-season drops that I watch in the course of a week. Right. Because then it's going to be so long before you get... Yeah, because then it's so long until I get, you know, you maybe I wouldn't pace it out to it taking 10 weeks to watch, right? Maybe I would watch it in three or four weeks. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I want to do that. I saw some, I, 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 uh, I forget who it was. Somebody tweeted a um, their watching schedule, and they, like, they had lined up all the shows they want to watch, and they scheduled them out for the week of, like, these nights I will watch this, this, and this. And I thought that was a great idea. <laughs> like, actually just, you know, give yourself a, your own TV guide of, wonderful content yeah it's pretty pretty solid i yeah, do that's smart i do enjoy not having uh cable um very much i mean listen no one likes commercials but i don't mind i i can live with it or at least i mean i'm used i guess i kind of get the best of both worlds because i do watch some stuff streaming wise or mm-hmm. dvr and fast forward to the commercials and i don't mind the pause um for me the the issue is more how long commercial breaks can be mm. like or how frequent they can be you know i the, i just feel like they could do a better job of yeah mix, no. mixing that i'm with you um like it's not that offensive to me and if that's if it lowers the burden of like cost it's not the end of the world you know what i mean yeah. like i don't mind like actually what i've found with some streaming stuff that they do where it's like okay give me 90 seconds of ads before the thing starts and then give me one pause about halfway through for another 30 to 60 seconds. Yeah. I can do that. That, that really doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. 
Especially mostly because if I if it gives you a countdown clock at the beginning, yeah, that, oh, ninety seconds, I mute, I, I just walk away and go do something else, and then come back and watch it. You know what I mean? Like I agree that one hundred percent doesn't bother me if the content is free. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you make me pay for it and you give me that, you can go to hell. Well, I just think if you're gonna make me pay for it, then we have to we have to fix the balance <laughs> yeah. of power with um, the commercial. No. If you're gonna no, give no. me if if I'm if paying for Walking it, Dead, no. which is which is forty minutes spread across 90 minutes yeah um that's offensive to me it is and you know what's really crazy is we we talked about my antenna antics i now <laughs> have this this thing this setup so that i get my live tv through my plex server um i my antennics. i made my, my antennics. i uh i was you you can set up a dvr like really easily i have a giant hard drive attached to the server and it just you know it, it can record shows all over the air there's a there's a friggin checkbox that says strip commercials <laughs> and i was like um okay <laughs> the only thing i'd be worried about that is if it didn't clip properly and you missed some bit going into or coming out of and a commercial they let you do it per thing you want to record so you can if you're worried about that you could just not do it for something that you're very serious about Okay, so like if you want to strip commercials from Walking Dead but didn't want to strip it from right. something else. Okay, so Yeah, like if you if you lost thirty minutes of the Walking Dead, you're probably still getting the whole story. <laughs> um I just caught up today, so it's it's definitely fresh in my mind. <laughs> oh god. Uh was that it for what you're watching and what we're watching and uh, actually no, that was you had that was the Star Wars news. Was there anything more to tack onto that? Um, that's all for that stuff. Um, okay. although as far as viewing habits, we're going to have a little talk about that in the movie portion <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> I wrote I down think... your quote. Well, we will get to that. <laughs> it's I the most amazing thing. Amazing I'll, I'll have you read my quote, but I think you're going to enjoy me talking about watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Uh, uh all right. Let's go. Go back to one of your your notes. Yeah, notes. I realized the next one. There, it's very the two. They're very short. It was the superhero antics. So, um, quick thing was came across an article. I, we've we've touched on it before because it's been rumored before of Army Hammer to replace. Oh, I just saw that right before we sat Batman. down. And if we can, like, could you imagine, like, if we if this had actually happened before, like before. And he was in Batman vs Superman. He would have hammered. Ca it would have happened. <laughs> like the the hashtag would have been real. We would have won. We're just we're just gonna have to keep that alive. If you've been following along with us, you will note that with every episode that we post, hashtag we do hammer. include the hashtag Hammer Cavill. Sometimes I forget the hashtag FLI six, but I never forget <laughs> Hammer Cavill. It may take a long time, but we're gonna we're gonna dominate social media with that eventually. That it, eventually, and that's that's all I want, and that's that's to be followed up quick by this other one, another quick one. Um, saw this this fan art by at Boss Logic on Twitter, which it just it just became everything that I wanted. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it, and now if I don't get it, I'm gonna be very disappointed. He mopped up Mahershala Ali as Blade. Oh, I did. I I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that now. Put him in everything that I'm gonna see in the future. I love that man. <laughs> the only problem. The only problem is, I, I mean, he just doesn't have the martial arts chops. It's okay. They'll figure it out. 
Well, I'm just saying Wesley Snipes did all his own stunts. That's fine. Or at least in the first two movies. Marvel's got that crazy editing technique. They can figure <laughs> this shit out. It'll be fine. No, but, but him projecting that physicality and being able to back it up on screen um, was crucial to the character. Listen. <laughs> Don't... It's not to denigrate Mahershala Ali. Obviously, I'm a big fan. We've discussed it a few it... times, especially in recent weeks. He'll be great. Uh, I'm a fan of more things with him in it. He'll be um, great. I'm just waiting for this to happen now. It's going to happen now. That's all. It just has to. It has to. Al, don't take to. this away from me. <laughs> well, unfor- unfortunately, in a cruel twist of fate, we will still not get Army Hammer as Batman. But what what could have been, you know? Yeah, what could have been? Do, do, Although, is there any news on what's actually happening there, or no? There has been. Well, the the only concrete news that seems to have been broken is. They want to cast a relatively young Batman. That's what I think, Young, yeah. Younger than they have, obviously, for the last ever. Um, and someone I've heard rumored, and I don't know if it's wishful thinking, but it's not just by fans. It's by people actually in the trade. Um, Richard Madden, which was a surprise to me. Um, he was Rob Stark on Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, Quite a strong accent to have to get over. Um, I don't, although I've never heard him do an American accent. I don't know. He may have one. I don't just know. Just a grunt, mostly. <laughs> it would be weird to have Irish Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Let's just have him. Let's have him. <laughs> I mean, Christian Bale does a pretty good American accent. I mean, it's kind yeah. of a clean, clipped, non-denominational American accent. But still, very rarely did he let his British accent poke through. To the point that... Until I saw the prestige, I didn't know that he was British mm. um, and was very confused because I just thought he was a, an American actor who did a really good British accent, which is yeah. very rare. <laughs> there's a lot of British actors who do good American accents. There's very, very few American actors who do decent British accents. Right. So imagine my confusion. Yeah, I can see. I can see why. <laughs> oh, my God. I, um... I'd be, I, whatever, I'll take him. He could be Batman. That's fine. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me so much who plays him. I just like I mean, Batman. As long as, it, as long as it's a better choice than Ben Affleck, I'm good. Stop with that. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've been defending... I've, Army Hammer. <laughs> I've been defending Ben Affleck as Batman because I really enjoyed him as Batman. But then when Zack Snyder made a comment that he was the best Batman, I was like, oh, well, okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm not gonna... No. You guys... You had the best Batman costume by far, in my opinion. That is that is the Batman costume that I love. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> it was the, the best. Yeah. Well, you love Keaton, obviously. I love, um, I love Keaton. <laughs> much like uh, Schmidt. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, for that reference, you'll need to watch The New Girl. Is it The New Girl? No, it's just New Girl. It's just New Girl. I added the the. Does that make me 50? <laughs> 60? That's a thing that older people do. Oh, 100%. Um, they watch the Netflix. That knock at the door you just heard is them dropping off your AAR. Oh, excellent. You know, it's funny. I actually get those in the mail. Um, <laughs> I've mentioned this before. I've been pre-approved for a mortgage since I was like 13 because they just think I'm my dad. <laughs> we don't have the same name. It's a close name. It's not the same name. Anthony Antonio. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, that seems like a pretty... That's enough of a difference. Tomato. (laughs) That's just like sending it to any other Anthony. (laughs) I feel like. (laughs) 
<laughs> Whatever. Excellent. Anyway, those those are my two superhero nuggets. Okay. Um, I still have three things. So let's do the abbreviated form of reading. Okay. Um, so I have an article here that I stumbled upon by going down a rabbit hole, something else I was reading. And let me just say it was a delightful rabbit hole. Uh, do you know who Drew McGarry is? Mm, I don't think so. The name sounds familiar, but I think it's because my brain is making it say Drew Carey. No. Um, so he is a writer for Deadspin and GQ. Okay. And I think he's also authored a couple of novels. So I was reading an article that he wrote the other day, and in it he linked an article that he wrote in April of 2013 called Kidnapped. Okay. In parentheses following that, it said, just kidding. <laughs> Good. Uh, so I'm going to read you the beginning, first couple paragraphs of this article, and then I'm going to direct you to it. Well, if you just look that up, you'll find it. Um, it was on GQ. Um, and I... I hope that everyone who's listening to this will take the time to read it because it is, it is pretty excellent writing. <laughs> so here we go. Why on earth would someone pay hundreds of dollars to fly halfway across the country for the pleasure of being abducted by thugs, handcuffed in a basement for hours, and forced to pee into a Gatorade bottle? GQ made Drew McGarry go find out. There was a moment when it felt real. I wish I could tell you the exact time, but I was stuck in a frigid basement and they had taken my watch along with everything else I was carrying when they grabbed me. I think it was around 3 a.m., but I'm only guessing. It felt like someone had torn open the minutes between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. and stuffed 10 more hours inside. I was not on regular time. I was on being kidnapped time, which lasts far longer. <laughs> I was duct taped to a chair in three separate places, at my ankles, my thighs, and my chest. There were two henchmen flanking me. Romeo, on my right, was a black guy in a ski mask and no shirt. His torso... <laughs> His... His torso was lard larded with tattoos and tiny pockets of baby fat, as if he had never picked up anything heavier than five pounds. To my left was a white dude named Cody, who sounded like every grown man named Cody. In, <laughs> in front of me was a table piled with assorted instruments of torture. A blowtorch, a drill, a stun gun, plus two glaring floodlights. Romeo had removed my blindfold temporarily so that I might have the privilege of staring directly into those floodlights. Behind the floodlights was nothing but darkness, and a voice. So, Drew, I heard a man say, I think it's time we stopped bothering to make you comfortable. Would you like fries with your abduction? Extreme Kidnappings Adam Thick emailed me a series of questions to tailor my experience, and I wrote back with answers filled in. Here's an, ex an excerpt of that exchange. Could you be slapped if it came to that? Oh, sure. Count me in on slapping. Verbal abuse? You bet. Waterboarding? Stress positions? Stun gun? Fire. I've never been waterboarded, but it sounds horrible. I guess we could maybe explore it. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know about a stun gun. Probably not. Beaten with a trout? Battered with a summer sausage. I'm not kidding. Oh, sure. Can I eat the summer sausage when you're done? Piranha? Holy shit. I guess so. Just don't have them actually bite me. Duct taped to a wall off the ground? Probably not. Suspended from the ceiling. Are you flexible enough that you can be stuffed into a closet or I can find space for a while? Please don't stuff me into small spaces. <laughs> Any this is excellent. Allergies? No allergies that I know of. I ain't telling you my phobias because I am a pussy. 
Romeo slapped me hard across the face, much harder than I had been slapped all night. Then he shocked me with a stun gun. Then Cody doused me with cold water, which was the worst part by far. When you get hit with a stun gun, it lasts about a second. When someone throws cold water on you, it makes you miserable for hours. <laughs> I hadn't thought about cold water before this. I had thought about guns and billy clubs and knives. It never occurred to me how desperately I would want to stay dry. Now I would have gladly taken another jolt from the stun gun in exchange for a fresh t-shirt. Oh my God. I know this was originally meant to be a fake kidnapping, the voice said. That's right. And I know that you guys did your homework on me and you, that you know I went to prison for a while. I do know that. But there are other things about me that you don't know, Drew. And the reason you don't know them is because you never asked. Oh, shit. That was the moment it felt real. That was the moment I was paying for. That's... So th this goes on to write in detail his whole... He put it into little chapters. The planning stage traveling out there, everything, the whole, every detail of being kidnapped and everything, okay. start to finish. I'm going to leave the rest of you to read that for yourselves. I added just... it to my reading list while you were going. <laughs> this sounds absurd. It, it was incredible. I read through the whole thing. He's a really good writer. Okay. Um, What's his name again? Drew McGarry. M-A-G-A-R-Y. He's a, he's a funny guy. I have stumbled across him because he mostly does sports writing stuff for uh, Deadspin, but okay. he does other stuff too. He's actually branches out in a lot of different stuff like he's not like a sports beat writer he's kind of writes more like a fan plus like the fan experience mm -hmm. uh i i read his weekly um he does like a mailbag column where people email him ridiculous questions and he answers them in as an entertaining way as possible it's a highlight of my week because it's often entertaining um he's not for everyone he is an ass he freely admits that he's an ass uh <laughs> Um, but it's fine. It's funny. You don't have to agree with everything he says, um, especially politically. And he has a lot of political thoughts, and that's fine and well. And if I get bored with them, I just kind of skip them. Um, the point is, there's way more good than bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> I am entertained by his writing quite often. Yeah, I'm, I I will be reading that probably later tonight. That sounds hysterical. It's it's a fairly long uh, article. Um, it's very entertaining. Awesome. Nice find. Yes. Nice find. Uh, I have one last thing, and then I think you have two more? Yes. All right. One, all right. Of, them, one of them is shorter than the other. All right, I'll give you my last one. Um, I mentioned that a, there's a comedy that is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Um, oh, I forgot about that, yeah. Office Space. Oh, you know, I read an oral history of the making of that movie a couple of weeks ago. Really? I don't remember if I sent it to you. I don't think I, so, because I, I haven't seen that. Okay. Um, Either so that or I was driving <laughs> <laughs> um no the problem is after a certain point sometimes i forget who's seen what sure certain people in my life mm -hmm. and i couldn't remember if that was one that you enjoyed or if you were just kind of like an eh on the movie or whatever oh, no i love office space there are me things too. about office space that remind me of previous jobs so perfectly mm -hmm. that I, it's just the movie's timeless, and there's it's so hysterical. And um, well, sometimes I wonder if you kind of lose that effect since you've been working from home for several years. No, I remember it. <laughs> That's all. It is why I've been working from home for so many years. Yeah, it's true. Um, there are when I bought Office Space, I bought the like this collectors. Ed I actually think I might have. No, it wasn't ten years, five years. I don't know. I when I bought Office Space, I bought like some collectors edition of it. And it had a it has a mug in there with Lumberg's face on it that says um yeah. It has a it came with a red stapler. 
Nice. And it came with a jump to conclusions map. Fantastic. Which is just wonderful that this exists. Uh, I That movie cracks me up, and there's one particular thing. I think, well, first off, I do think that we'll, we'll take the time, and I think we should do an episode on it at some point. I, I do think it's worth the I'll be down. I, I love that movie. Uh, there's just one thing that always, I, for some reason, the thing that stands out to me the most is like, it's a thing that pops into my head every once in a while and just makes me chuckle for no reason at all, is the dream sequence where his friends are sentenced to a federal pound me in the ass prison. Yes, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And you, sir, are a very bad man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's amazing. That's, Sorry, so I believe funny. I believe it went like this. Peter Peter Gibbons, right? Yeah. You've lived a trite and meaningless life, and you're a very bad person. Because that was what Samir said to him. You're a yeah. very bad person. Yeah. That was what he had said to him earlier in the movie. Um, and yeah, it's just so matter of fact, and that's just it. I love how it's, your two friends are going to prison for 10 years, and you're a bad dude. Like- <laughs> to, to, to this day, the other the other thing that is, um, actually maybe even more than that, that is the funniest part of the movie to me, is his neighbor. Lawrence? When he talks to him through the wall. And to this day, Chris and I will be doing something playing a video game. I'll be on the chat. He'll ask me to do something, come with me over here, or do whatever. I'm like, I don't want you fucking up my lap, too. Like, that's, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those lines that, for whatever reason, it's stuck with me, and, like, the two of us will be hysterical laughing over it for long periods of time. So, that guy, for the longest time, like, was not in anything real. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he's got, like, a weird career resurgence. He was on Veep for a couple of years. Really funny, ridiculous role. Um... And then he was on something else, and he's also has become a semi-recurrent character on BoJack Horseman. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, he's just like a weird dude, but he's funny. He's funny. He's funny. He was on the Drew Carey show, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah, um, like a staple of that show. I had never really watched it, but I've seen like an episode or two, and he was always there. Staple, nice. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll 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 do an episode of, on that one. At some I'm, point. I'm always down for it. I love that movie. Excellent. Uh, and one of the slow seasons, which we're not going to have a lot of this year, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buckle up. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right. Give I us, will give hit us your you last. the smaller of my two nuggets. Um, did you hear that, at least in from a working standpoint, we have a title for the new Terminator movie? No, I did not hear that. Terminator 6 is currently going by Terminator Dark Fate. This is from Den of Geek. Okay. I'm going to scroll down slightly to the more interesting part of this article. We're calling it Terminator Dark Fate. Cameron confirmed. That's our working title right now. He had said that... I'm sorry, who confirmed? James Cameron. The greatest pioneer. Is he doing it? Uh, Originally, he was attached to direct, but it sounds like he's going to be more like the George Lucas role from episodes five and six. Got it. Where he's like executive producer plus. It's going to be directed by Tim Miller. Uh, who did Deadpool, the oh. first one. Um, it, this sequel will pretend movies 3, 4, and 5 never happened. Um, okay. Wait. For clarity. Pretend they never happened, they never happened, or rewrite the history through their usual timeline antics? No, no. It's going to wipe clean. It's a direct sequel to 2. Oh, okay, cool. So why, they should just call it 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's already a movie called that. Too. That's okay. Uh, 
like, this is just the working title, Dark Fate. It may stick, it may not. Uh, Tim Miller's helming Dark Fate, and Cameron revealed that he's not been interfering much with the film as it's progressed. Tim's a very willful and opinionated director, and he's got his own ideas for the film. I'm kind of like the Pips. He's Gladys. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read that sentence because it's incredible. Um, <laughs> I, it would have been better if he said Pimps, because until longer than I care to admit, that's what I thought yeah. it was. So. I'm pretty sure I did at some point in my life. <laughs> but if um, he still didn't know, that, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Um, and then the final blurb here, uh, I said I can't be involved in this film at all if Arnold Schwarzenegger is not in it, before also confirming that he wanted Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor too. Ooh, Fans okay. are going to want to see her again, and they're going to want to see the real Sarah Connor and what time and dealing with these tragic futures has done to her. Uh, it's a very female-centric film, which I'm glad to embrace those themes. Uh, I know that um, Mackenzie... I can't remember her name... Uh, is I think also supposed to be one of the leads. She's from uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, she played Cameron on that. Okay. And then uh, I, I know there's been a few other people who've been cast as well, but I can't recall who. Nice. Is there a timeline for that? Um, I think it's supposed to be 2020, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I Terminator, I will see it regardless. I Well, I know you love the first two, especially yes. the second Right. Yeah, the second Terminator Two is the first R-rated movie that I've ever seen. Nice, and it was Mackenzie uh, Davis. That's her name. Oh no, sorry. Its current release date is uh, the first of November, uh, twenty nineteen. Oh damn! Okay. I thought it was sure. This this year, man. This year is so we have bonkers. Ma we have Mackenzie Davis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Brett Azar. He's going to be playing the T eight hundred. Natalia Reyes, Gabriel Luna. And then a bunch of people that I'm not familiar with. Is the kid? I guess um, the guy, the kid, the guy that plays played John Connor. He he's not returning. Oh, I have no idea. Right. But I can tell you that just looking through this high level bit of the cast list right now, there is no one credited as John Connor as of now. That's but interesting. several of these people listed here don't have any name attached to them. So, so any of them could be that someone else has been cast of that they just haven't released that information yet. Sure, sure. What about the the show? Does the show have any... I have no idea. Time? Sarah, Chron Sarah Connor Chronicles? Isn't that what it was? It, it wasn't the Sarah Chronicles? The Sarah... It wasn't the Sarah Connor Chronicles? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sarah Con the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I think we could both agree it shouldn't have happened. I mean, I never watched Did it. Did you say Chronicles? <laughs> I said the, the Sarah Connorcles. Connorcles? <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. I think I watched maybe two episodes. Actually, wasn't Sarah Connor played by Lena Headey? Was she? I don't know. I could be. I could be making that up entirely. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I'd be making that up. Like where that would have come from. Well, you know, I would look it up and tell you. Except I butchered the name Sarah in the search bar so horrendously that I cannot actually um, describe to you. <laughs> what did you spell? <laughs> um, I typed S S A A H. It is Lena Headey. Yes. Huh. Crazy. Also, this show came random... out a lot, a lot longer it? than I thought. A lot, lot longer ago than I thought. It was ten years ago. Eleven Jesus. years ago. That's like one of those things. Like I, I think I watched an episode. I don't know how I remember she was in it. 
Now that, I'm seeing, now that I'm seeing the promotional like picture, yes, I do recall this and recall her specifically being in it. Um, although this is before I was like super well acquainted with her, although I didn't realize that that remember that horrendous. Um, well, I guess the whole movie wasn't horrendous, but we recently discussed and I unlocked some memories in you. Uh, the um, the Jungle Book movie with, yeah. <laughs> with the quicksand. Out of here with that shit. <laughs> Um, you know, just when I think it's that gone. Movie, that movie, I know, pulls you right back in, just like Quicksand. Is um, that why we're so close? Shared trauma? Yes, I suppose so. Right. Um, you know, I uh, I think that that show was actually kind of a cult, had a cult following. I know it wasn't reviewed that well, I don't think, and it was definitely did not draw huge ratings, but I think it had a passionate fan base. Hmm. I feel like I watched a couple episodes and I wasn't like, well, but as a huge Terminator fan, I wasn't also. I also was not drawn in, so I guess it couldn't have been that great. I don't know. Well, anyway, I thought that you might be interested in hearing I, about. I that. am interested. I very much would like to see that that movie. Yeah, I uh, I'd be down for it too. Um, and then let's go to my final um, nugget, which is a little bit of a meteor nugget. Uh, we're gonna kill a narrative. Excellent. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, uh, I think we've only actually done one formal killing of a narrative. I think we did it's two. always there to be done. Oh, did we do two? Okay. We did two. Well, I think the first one we did was in a similar vein to the one that we'll be doing now. Okay. Uh, and we will be killing some narratives around Star Wars. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to read you a headline to an article that came out a few days ago. Updated, Ryan Johnson leaves planned Star Wars trilogy. I will now read you the update. Ryan Johnson himself debunked the rumor on social media, confirming he's still working on the trilogy. If you're confused by that, don't you won't, you won't be alone. Um, I think maybe if we are going to update an article with the debunking of the headline of the article, we should probably scrap the article and the headline. Let me give you to the actual one following up. Star Wars, Ryan Johnson confirms he's still working on a new trilogy. This is written by the same Jesus exact... Christ. Uh, this is the same person wrote this article who wrote the first one it was one day later uh on the same website uh this is on comicbook.com in what's become one of the fastest debunkings of a major rumor there's no problems behind the scenes of the new star wars franchise after word hit that ryan johnson had walked away from the planned trilogy of star wars films the director himself took to social media to confirm he is indeed still working in the galaxy far far away uh there's a couple of embedded tweets here where someone said screen rant doesn't like Ryan and the rumor comes from super bro movies until Ryan says it I won't believe it responding to that tweet was Ryan Johnson himself saying I refuse to believe you didn't just make up super bro movies (laughs) (laughs) someone else replied to that and says I hope this isn't true and he responded back again no it isn't true I'm still working on the trilogy with all due respect to the movie bros who I'm sure are lovely kind bros with good fraternal intentions (laughs) (laughs) The rumor hit when a site called Superbro Movies reported that Johnson was walking away from the franchise. Other sites insinuated that it was because of fan backlash to Star Wars The Last Jedi. But Johnson himself made it clear that he was indeed still working on this spin-off franchise, which will involve brand new characters and not be involved with the ongoing plot of the the Skywalker saga. Uh, Producer Ram Bergman, who works on all of Johnson's films and will help on the new saga, tease what fans should expect during an interview from The Grapevine. It's a completely new trilogy that writer-director Ryan Johnson, my partner, is going to create. It's all new characters. Everything is new. 
Um, and that comes alongside this news came out very close in time to other news uh, reaffirming also that uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff of Game of Thrones fame will also be doing their trilogy of movies still. And that work is, I think, quietly starting to ramp up as they will be jumping fully into that um, as soon as all the press and promotion for Game of Thrones is done. Wow. Man, it's exciting. So we will start to get news on that in the next few months. Uh, the Johnson trilogy will start getting news a little later because he's not actually going to do any work with that until he's released a movie that's coming out later this year. I forget what it's called, but he's, he's like, I think maybe done already filming it. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I want to say it was called Knives or something like that. It was something involving knife in the title, I think. Got it. Not, not the character from Scott Pilgrim. No, no, not Knives Chef. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so anyway, the narrative that we're killing is that Star Wars uh, and the piss babies who were crying about Last Jedi have canceled those other movies because we haven't heard much about them because they are still in very high-level planning with it. Um, we're still getting six movies that are not saga-related that aren't the Star Wars stories that we've gotten a couple of of mixed quality. Right, we're getting full um, trilogy treatment. Two Full trilogies existing in the canon. Amazing. Not existing directly in the Skywalker saga. Um, and we have yet, do, as of yet, do not know 100% when in the timeline these will exist, uh, whether they be concurrent, future, or past. I really... The Game of Thrones guys, I want them to give me like, a, like an Old Republic story. I wonder... Can... Uh, are we gonna get Game of Thrones sensibilities in this? <laughs> is, is it hard R in a Star Wars because hard R. thus far they've only done one PG thirteen, I think, to my knowledge, and that was because Anakin killed the shit out of a bunch of little kids That's true. off screen, but still killed the shit out of them, and everyone knows it. He did. He did. Can't, you can see can't him get away with the PG. On you can that see one. him holding a kid by the ponytail while he's slashing another one. They were also like, "Well, if we're gonna kill all these kids, you might as well set them on fire on screen." High <laughs> 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 ground. Um, is there? <laughs> is That's there... not the high ground. That's not the Jedi way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Cool. Uh, I yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be wild to get those trilogies. I'm excited. You think about like think about the original trilogy, right? And watching those and how much there is in there. Like how much how much good movie there is in three movies. They it's gotten a little. I mean, as much as I love it, it is gratuitous that there's there's nine. <laughs> <laughs> the ninth of this, uh, what was originally three or originally one, whatever stories, <laughs> uh, coming out and like, you know, finalizing it for now. Um, but to, to start fresh in a different area in a galaxy far away, maybe who knows? It's <laughs> far, far, far further. Uh, who knows where it's going to, exactly where it's going to take place. But I, that, that's really exciting to me because like all fresh, no tie-ins, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how these people complain about it. I really am. Well, sure. The only thing I'm curious about is, for one, I really hope that they did learn something of a lesson. They only release one of these a year. Um, yeah. One a year is perfect. Um, and just just do it in December. Keep a window open in December. You do that enough, and you create a national holiday. <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or change it and make release it on May Fourth every year. Like I, you know, I don't care. Like whatever, because like they, they do Star Wars Day right May the Fourth. Yeah. Um, ah. But you know what? Um, just release one a year. The thing I'm curious about is would they release them like leapfrogging each other? Like 
one Johnson, one Benioff Weiss, one Johnson, one Benioff Weiss? Or do you do three of one and three of the other? I don't know. I really don't know. I think I, I think one on one off is probably the, the best way to to quality control it. Well, sure, it gives them enough time to make sure they're doing it because you get two years yeah. per, per movie. Um, I just, I'm curious. Um, yeah, because, well, the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if they would shoot some of this or all of them back to back like they've done with other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that would mean that one of them would be sitting around for three years before, well, one of them would be sitting around for like six years before it debuted. <laughs> um, so maybe it would make sense to release them alternatingly. But then I also wonder if, if you get kind of, I mean, it's not actually confusing, but if it's, you know, if you quote unquote get confused by one being one, one being the other, and then coming back to the one, yeah. coming back to the other. Um, I don't know. Yeah, could be interesting. I'm, I am i don't care. I, I will love whatever they do, I'm sure. Well, and that's the thing I'd, I'd, I'd be afraid of is that they would release them two a year, six two months Two a year is, is the wrong way to do it, yes. Yes, I, I agree. agree with that. That's, uh, don't, do not want that. Um, take your time. Take your time. I'll wait. Um, man, I... Oh, the anticipation, man. It's building. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, oh, and on the note of episode nine... Um, there's been a lot of stuff rumored, and everyone seems to really stuck on one particular rumored title for Episode Nine, um, Balance of the Force. Mm-hmm. But a couple days ago, someone from the production... Oh, Pablo Hidalgo, I think it was. Someone came out and said publicly, there's literally only one person in the world who knows the title, and it's J.J. Abrams. He has not told anyone yet awesome. what the title is. So... If that's to be believed, then the movie will not be called Balance of the Force, most likely. And I think we're going to get news on the title and a trailer soon. I know we discussed it a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but with the with all of them talking about production wrapping, um, John Boyega said something uh, about, I'll see you all soon, or something like that. Mm. So I imagine that means sometime in the next few weeks. I don't know exactly when. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up falsely. But I imagine we'll be getting something concrete soon. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I little side note: I have uh, I have like flex PTO at work, so like unlimited PTO. You can take it as you need it, get your work done type thing. So you've um, already booked the day off for. No, I, I haven't, but I also <laughs> have. For, I think it's for legal reasons. Um, two floating holidays, like you have to have a certain number of holidays per year. And rather than pick and choose, they let you do them. I am mm. uh, going to use one of those for that day. <laughs> Even though it doesn't matter for me at all what I choose it for, it's, it's, I'm going to make it a holiday. It's your own personal <laughs> little holiday? Yes. Yes. Um, man, I'm so excited. Cool. Anything else before we get into things? Nope, I'm good. All right, well, with that, let us dive into our flick of the week, Roma. Oh, Al. <laughs> oh, Al. May I, um, this may be a paraphrasing of your of your text. I wrote it you, from... You know, no, no, take the time. Go ahead and find the, go the find quote it. and read it. Full yeah. effect. Um, I think everyone will be enjoyed by it. Yes, this is mostly me stalling while he scrolls through his phone. Yeah. I do think it'll be entertaining to have him read my quote rather than me read it. Um, and I think it'll be make for some fun little discussion here. It's. Um, I got this movie. Um, keep, keep keep vamping. I haven't. Oh, found sorry. It. I, I haven't I, found I, it yet. 
I assumed based on the way you did that that, that meant you had found it because um, I didn't think it would take that much scrolling to find. Um, I got it. Okay. Oh, okay. I was pretty close. Uh, the quote, <laughs> Alessandro Bailey. It was two hours long, felt like four, and took me five or six to finish it. <laughs> I. Every word of that <laughs> made me just go yes, yes. Yes. So let me tell you, before we get started, how I watched this movie. Okay. I sat down to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I watched about the first 30 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And Just enough to finish cleaning the floor? Turned it... <laughs> Got it. All right, go on. And then I turned it off. Uh-huh. And I went and made myself a very strong cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I turned it on on my phone and I watched it for about 15 minutes and then I turned it off again mm-hmm. and I did something else and for you know a little bit you know 10 minutes or so uh, that I turned it on for another 10 minutes or so and then I turned it off and I cried a little bit mm-hmm. um, Fair. and then I went and did something else for a couple of hours and then I turned it on and started watching it in five to ten minute bursts while doing other things because this movie gave me so much anxiety while watching it. I had to keep, I kept like I was watching for a few minutes and then I would pause it to see how much I'd watch. And it was like 90 seconds and it felt like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, the movie's never going to end. I was getting anxiety. He's like, I think you watched America. Did you watch American Horror Story? I watched. I don't know if I finished. I didn't like it. I think I watched. Uh, maybe two or three episodes of one of the seasons, and I just didn't. okay. So there was one season where they go in pretty heavily. It was the one, the Coven one with the witches. That was the yeah. only season I actually saw, and they go in depth, especially later in the show. People die and go to hell, and everyone's hell was their own personal tailored thing. Okay, that's going to be the most torturous to them. And I was, I was concerned that I died, and this was my hell. That I would just have to watch the movie forever. I thought that's what my life was, was just continuing to watch the movie, and that it was just never going to end. Mm-hmm. It's not the longest movie I've watched. I've watched movies that are literally one whole hour longer than this movie. Yep. And they felt like they were half the runtime of this movie. May I give you I, my tagline? I, I, I couldn't... What? May, look, look, uh, just to tie into that, let me give you what my tagline for this movie was before you sent me that text. Three words. An abysmal eternity. <laughs> that's that's my review. Go I'm on. I'm serious. It got to the point where like I, I had to give myself something else to do in between these five and ten minutes bursts just to reset my mind so I didn't kill myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that lightly because I think it's funny. I honestly was getting seriously stressed out watching this movie because I just wanted it to be over so badly and I couldn't get it to end. Yeah. I got to the point where I went downstairs... And I was playing a video game for 10 minutes and then watching 10 minutes of the movie, playing the video game for 10 minutes, just to scrub it out of my brain. God, I, yeah, I think you approached it the right way. For those of you who have been here with us for a while now, um, they know the plight of the Phantom Threat. Yeah, I I want to talk about that too, because we discussed that, right? We We used Kim... We did. Talk so to I, each other. Yeah. Ultimately we were sitting decided... out on the couch together. The movie ended. And, I, and we, you know, we both turned to each other and said, basically, 
what the hell was that? And uh, gave it a minute, took a breather, some quiet time. Then I came back and I asked her, Roma or the Phantom Thread? We both sighed and at the same time said the Phantom Thread. It's not even a competition. We did that episode not that long ago. I wouldn't say that I liked the Phantom Thread, but I liked aspects of it. Sure, but you I know liked, how much I hated it. I liked zero aspects of this movie. Yeah. Like, I was intrigued by the Phantom Thread. They're basically the same length of movie, and I didn't have to stop watching the Phantom Thread. The very I was able vocal... to get through the whole thing. There was enough going on the whole time. But, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, there's a very vocal praise of this movie, and it makes me think that people are afraid to say that it wasn't good. And I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. And forget about... I mean, we'll put off to the side for now. Why is this in Best Picture, not Best Foreign Language Film? It's a foreign language film. There's like six words spoken in English in the movie. The whole movie is in subtitles, which is fine. That's that's great. I don't, you know, care one way or the other. Um, because they was all subtitled, so I was able to understand what was going on, unlike A Quiet Place. Um, I Why is this in the Best Picture category? There's a category for this movie. Huh. That's a good question. I don't, because that I don't we know. Have, we wouldn't be having this conversation because we never take that category seriously. We don't typically watch any of those movies. Not because we wouldn't enjoy them per se, but a lot of times it's not a way to get access to them. Uh, this is on Netflix, so it was very easily wide release right. uh, for anyone to watch. Um, I, I said that I didn't like The Phantom Thread classically, like by the classic definition of liking something. Mm -hmm. But I... I did say when we did that episode, I didn't regret my time watching it. Right. I felt like I gained right. something from having watched it because I did find it interesting. I did not gain anything. I regret my time watching this movie. I I have to add, so I was excited to do this episode with you because you whether if whether or not you like or hate something, and more specifically here, I'm looking for the times that you hate something, you're usually able to point out something to me that you could say like, I could see why a person would like X or Y, and I'm dying for that from you here, and I'm afraid that I'm not going to get it. <laughs> I, I will tell you the one thing you can take away why people might have liked this movie. What is that? Uh, if there's any part of the population that feels slightly underserved by not having had Game of Thrones this past year, you got your quota of floppy dick. Hmm. Okay. That's that's fair. That's, uh, that's where the naked ninja comes in. I, you know, it's funny. Which I, I did legitimately laugh out loud. I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Right. Um, I was going to say, I was going to be like, oh, like we're in post spoilers, but there's really nothing to spoil here because nothing happens in this movie. But um, that's not We're true. doing a Things favor happen. by spoiling this movie. Naked martial arts for, for, like no, real for no real reason. Um, the... Then again, nothing really mattered. <laughs> in the, here's the thing. That, yeah, like, that scene, like, that scene is, I think, part of the reason, like, that, amp, like, turned it up to 11 for me on how much this is bullshit. Because I feel like the, we, we get a scene early on of just all of this dog shit in the driveway. Literal dog who knew, shit. Who knew this movie was so meta? But, right, like that's what I'm saying. Literal dog shit in the driveway, and I didn't realize at the time that it was a metaphor for how the director was just taking a shit on me the whole time. <laughs> Which is incredible, considering this is very obviously a special movie because Alfonso Cuarón, born in, in Mexico City, grew up in Mexico. I'm sure that this was 
an incredible passion project for him to work on. Sure. That does not a best picture make. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact that it's uh, depressing as shit and it's in black and white is a best picture. What makes a best picture? Yeah, I didn't know that the fifteen minutes of watching the floor was foreshadowing for the entire experience. The thing is, I thought that the whole point was that the Academy was trying to become more forward-thinking, slowly, admittedly, and this is everything that encapsulates all the issues that the casual fan has with the Academy. Oh, that's interesting, because I thought the Academy is so far up this guy's ass that I don't know what he has on them. <laughs> because, all right. That's not completely fair. I, I don't dislike Alfonso Cuaron in general. I actually like his Harry Potter movie a lot. Okay, that's I enjoyed fine. Gravity, even if I didn't think it should have won Best Picture. That's what I'm getting at, though. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not disputing any of that. Like, I'm not saying that he's a bad director. I'm. This is not. This is not a good movie. No, uh, and th I mean, like, there was some quality to the technical aspects of the making of this movie. Okay. Um, though even some of that I thought was a little bit over the top. Some of the just random pivoting of the camera for no apparent reason to give like scope of landscape. Um, a lot of that stuff, the the dog shit scrubbing scene, um, just like long periods of someone sitting down and doing nothing, but like not even like zooming in on them being like brooding and contemplative. Um, uh, honestly, some of it was, some of the camera work actually ended up being sophomoric. I felt like, you know what it some of it reminded me of is early Kevin Smith. You know what I mean? And he was kind of, right, the everyman, like, making a movie, right? He's not the super technically sound director, at least at the mm -hmm. earlier in his career. Because a couple, the, the scene when they're on the beach, when she walks the kid back and then she walks back to it, you know what it reminded me of is the way the camera follows Ben Affleck during Chasing Amy when mm -hmm. they have the fight in the rain. Yeah. That's uh, I felt like it mimicked that uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Even though thematically they're pretty different things. Um, but... Like some and like some of the some of the shots that did were, were actually like really like nice lately like, like visually pleasing um, and even though I think the whole black and white thing tends to be like uber pretentious uh, I thought it kind of worked for this um, I just don't get it and like she was nominated for best action and she was fine but she was just fine she's yeah. most mumbling the whole movie I don't think that makes a tremendous performance there wasn't a lot of physicality to her. She shrinking most of the movie sh away from all these things in her life. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't even like any big scene where she's having it out with someone. Wasn't one of her. There the I the one scene maybe that was when she breaks to the her employer that she's pregnant. That like I felt like she really like nailed. Like other than that, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, like it's, this is literally the first thing she's ever been in. Like she did a hell of a job for being a complete amateur in that regard. Right. I just don't get the hype there. No one else had any sort of standout performance. No. I, the writing wasn't good. It, was not it wasn't really any originality to the story. If this was, like, based on a true story, then, like, there wouldn't be cause for originality, right? Sure. Um, but I called a lot of the things that were going to happen before they happened in this movie. There was n very little surprise to me. The thing that surprised me most was that no one drowned in the scene at the beach. Hmm. Because that just seemed the way it was going, right? Yeah. It was just shit stop, like, on top of more shit, on top of more shit in this but, poor girl's life. Yeah, I on. assumed one of the kids or her was... Actually, my if you had 
asked me to power rank what's most likely, I assumed she was going to drown in that scene, mm-hmm. save the two kids. The fact that they all three of them survived ended up being kind of a letdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that I was out for blood. It, right. it seemed like, like you had the balls to do how many shitty things to these people during the course of this. Why would you back off now? Yeah. I... It's it's frustrated me tremendously, but there there are I try to take a step back and like look at different things that happened in the movie and maybe try to understand what they were going for. And there's a couple of themes that are there. Um, we get like this. We have these uh, things that were interesting to me were explore like if you wanted to explore the class system and explore it deeper. Some of that was interesting. That could have it could have been interesting um if you went a little bit further with it or like focused on it rather than i don't know like i i i am joking about the cleaning the floor for 15 minutes but they spent so much time on really trying very hard to do something artistic that was not worth my time that they maybe should have spent a little bit more time developing story or narrating it to some degree oh yeah that's a huge issue i had there is zero context provided for any of this no. movie. Um, which, there's a way to do that with this sort of movie where you're an outsider dropped into a situation that you don't understand. And you're supposed to have a fish-out-of-water feeling. Mm-hmm. But then, eventually, they supply you with the water for you to breathe. Right. They didn't do that, ever. At some point, they just kind of casually dropped it was 1970. Great. Um, obviously, it's in Mexico. Probably, obviously. Um, but you're not getting that based on anything. There's no, like, there's just no context. Like, right. with this sort of thing, you either usually get some sort of text block early on in the movie, or what happens is, as it unfurls, you get a lot of conversation that you can glean from the side. Yeah. There is none. I don't know no. anything about 1970s Mexico. I don't know anything about the, the okay. political strife. Right, and it, let's, let's say and that that's another it, thing. Not in an effective way. You hinted way too vaguely. If you got a little more specific with some of it, that could have made for something really interesting. Well, that, and that's that actually is probably one of the things that bothered me the most is like I am not familiar with these riots and what was going on politically at the time, and it seems like it was pretty serious. And I now I would like to go back and I will do my own research and try to understand what was going on and like get some bearings there. But that could have been an interesting story to tell. Well, I think the argument probably would have been that it was examining some universal themes of how this has happened many times in history in many places sure. and it's a cyclical part of human nature the problem is it went so broad in its universality that it lost all meaning yeah i don't know it was it was frustrating there's they they showed how regardless of class that people will are still people and can have similar shared enjoyment and trauma like these these two women were abandoned right and they are on opposite ends of the spectrum class-wise and they can at least relate to each other on that level to some degree and there's a little bit of of an extra bond forged there because of that and that could have been that could have been a story in itself that you told that went somewhere or had some revelation or at least the thing is, that there's no real, there's no real story here. It is just a snapshot. Well, that's 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 the problem, right? Is this movie is totally schizophrenic because mm-hmm. it, it it cycles through a bunch of different 
types of movies during the run of it doesn't stick with any of them. Is it a day in the life movie? Right. Is it a movie about motherhood? Who knows? Is it a movie about? <laughs> is it a movie about political and class class unrest? Is it a movie about Mexico and right. its history? Is it a movie about? You know, I have no idea. I have no idea what it's about because it's about all those things and also none of those things. Right. It's every. It's like, oh, like every little path that they touch on, it's like, oh, it could be interesting to explore that. And then, okay, oh, we're not going to do that. All right, we're moving on to the next the, thing. The end of the movie goes down the, um, it's a wonderful life thing. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like this whole, like, we're banding together in the worst of times and we'll love, we just have to love each other so much and it'll be an adventure and this and that. And that's great and all, but like, when did we get to that being what the movie was about? Yeah. I. I, I just felt I was I was at a complete loss when I when I ended I of my time and and energy. There's just there was so many things going on in this movie, and yet also somehow there wasn't nearly enough going on. Yeah, I'd like to do a read through and see if someone counted the amount of dialogue in this movie, because somehow this movie about a bunch of people who like live together and do a bunch of things together, it may have had less lines spoken than The Revenant. Yeah, it's probably like 12 pages of dialogue. I don't understand. Uh, I don't either. I, it, it was so like, interesting. Like, just another thing. Like, again, they need to explore. Like, if you are if you are doing a day in the life type of thing, and you're doing it for an audience, as far as I understand, and it, if it's just for him, maybe that makes sense. And if it's, if it's for... If it's for folks that lived there in that time, maybe it means something more to you, and that's that's fine. If it was just for him, it explains why Netflix picked it up and it wasn't backed by a major studio because he has the clout to get it made anywhere. True, true. But then why is it nominated for Best Picture? But I don't know. But for, for something like that, I I know like I I love Kevin Smith has a philosophy of he he makes the movie that he wants to see, which is fine, right? I, I, I and I am okay with that. But at the same time, he he tells a story. He he does a thing like you could see how these jokes would be funny maybe to you and your friends and maybe not to everybody but like at least you could you could recognize that whether or not you agree disagree like or dislike the thing this is not for like the, I, you know what the, the more that i think about this the more it actually feels like I, I didn't even i didn't even think about it beforehand until you mentioned it at the top of this was the foreign language film thing that would it being nominated for that I think would have made this hurt a little bit less specifically because when I see a foreign language film, I expect to not have full context. And I expect that there are going to be things that I don't, I don't grasp and I can accept that. But the thing is good screenwriting gives you enough to latch on to something. Right. This never does that. Why is this a best picture nominee? I don't know. That's the thing is, I don't begrudge the movie existing, and I don't begrudge it being his passion project and him doing it. Right. I don't begrudge people liking the movie. If people want to like it, fine. What I don't understand is how it's become this, like, critically acclaimed darling. Yes. That's, like, probably the front runner to win Best Picture. I right. just don't understand. And I, I which, like, I've I became forced to watch it. In, the, in a lot of the movies recently, like, I even if I didn't agree with it winning, I at least got it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. No. Not at all. How about, okay, 
What about that? Just this is really uh, this is this is part of the reason why I said earlier, like you know, like the director shitting on us. Uh, the when they go see the movie, and it's Gravity. That really bothered me. That was like when you're in college, and the professor makes you buy his textbook, <laughs> and he's not a good professor. Oregon author. Oregon author. <laughs> I learned nothing in that networking class. I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> I, it just that I, I, when I when that happened, when that scene happens, and you see the astronaut floating, and I'm just like, "Fucking really!" <laughs> I, was, I was so mad. Is <laughs> it Oh, it's. I cannot stress enough. Do not watch this movie. <laughs> Or do, and, you know, maybe you'll get it and you can write us and explain why. It was tantamount to emotional torture. It, yeah. Just the viewing experience. Yeah. I, the naked martial arts was so jarring to me simply because of all of the things that were irrelevant that happened that <laughs> was was at the tally was way at the top of the list well the problem i have with it is that it makes the writing of that character and his dynamic with cleo it makes them completely at odds because that's the sort of thing you do for someone you care about really deeply because you're exposing this piece of yourself, literally and metaphorically, yeah. <laughs> uh, to to someone like you, you. You could see how important it was to share that thing, whether yes. it would be clo- clothed or not. And then how callously he runs away from everything later on. I'm not saying that you can't have him run away from it. No. The way that it flips like this, and like she's like dirt on his shoe when he shared that with her. The Things don't add up. No. So it's just bad writing at that point. I, I completely agree. Ugh. Absolutely frustrating. I can't... I can't believe that I, I watched that whole thing. But then it became one of those things where, you know, 30 minutes in, you you know, like, I don't know, not 30 minutes in, 10 minutes in, when, the, when she's done cleaning the floor, you know that the movie's not going to be good. I didn't... <laughs> and, then, and then I sat I was, there for the next three days watching it. I did have some reservations. <laughs> oh my god, it was an absolute train wreck. It it really is. The like, I wouldn't be so offended if it weren't up for best picture. No, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I also wouldn't have finished it. No, I definitely wouldn't have. Which is, it's just unreal. I. I don't get, there's no, there's, I don't understand the dynamics of the family. I assume that the mother that, the I assume the grandmother that lived with them was the wife's mother. I couldn't tell you yes. for sure, just would assume that from the premise. Well, also the fact that they were both white and also that she stayed in the house after she knew that the husband left. Was the husband not white? No. 
That did not translate well through black and white film. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's that's what my assumption was because she stayed there after the fact. The wouldn't it have been a million times weirder if she was his if she was his mother? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Oh yeah. It would have been. But at this point, all bets are off. There's a point where he comes back for his stuff and takes his stuff out of the house. I don't understand. So this guy, I think he was a professor of some kind. Yes. A research scientist, maybe? A research doctor? Sure. And he took the bookshelves... And some of the books. And left the books? Some of them, yes. I don't understand. I don't understand any of it. <laughs> I don't understand the scene where he's driving the car into the driveway and then has to fix it. I don't... Is the is that scene only there to set up the scene later where she crashes the car into all of the walls? I would imagine so. I guess. Um, I don't understand... I don't understand the shit on the floor. I don't understand... <laughs> it was like a super important thing that kept coming up cyclically, cyclically in the story. Like, first of all, when, you don't, when they show the washing scene in the very opening of the movie, you don't realize she's washing shit at that moment. Right. Um, they keep coming back to the dog. I assumed that the dog was going to get killed because they kept making a big deal about it not getting out. Yeah. And then it gets out and then it comes right back and nothing happens bad to the dog ever, which right. fine. I'm on board with. I, yeah. I don't, don't like kill the dog. dog. He didn't do anything wrong. But I just, that, that you don't make that sort of emphasis like that over and over for no narrative no. reason. No. Um, please clean up the shit. I keep telling you to clean up the shit. He stepped in the shit. I'm pissed at you because my husband who's leaving me forever uh stepped in shit um shit um clean it up um and then we end the movie with it was did we end with the movie with washing again or the water running out again or something like that i don't remember then like nothing was gained nothing nothing happened we got the beach water lapping i don't know if that was supposed to be relevant um we you know it's another scene that doesn't make it uh it doesn't matter um all of them yeah uh, that was what I was going to say. That would have been great. No, it wasn't. Uh, what I was going to say was she crashes the car. I told you she crashes the car into all the walls. Slowly. She slowly drives the car into the walls. Well, trying. she's drunk. Right. Well, yeah. But then when she's not drunk, she slowly squeezes the car between two trucks. Like, oh, my God. What was even happening? Like, I don't understand what I was watching. There was some line early in the movie about her being a bad driver. Okay. It just, you know what it felt like? It felt like watching somebody else's weird, bad dream. It's funny, I actually have a note here. It's the only one that I didn't check off. Um, I said that this movie was so depressing. And it was executed like a slow-motion fever dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, like one of those ones where you go back to sleep to try to finish it? Uh, I would never go back to sleep. And it, <laughs> or you fall back to sleep and you're unfortunately trying. It's unfortunately. This is, this is the movie that gets. You, this is the movie that gets you to stay awake from 4 a.m. on because you don't want to go back to have that dream. Or if you're drifting off, you're like, God, I hope Freddy's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just end it while we're in this. That's. Oh yeah, because it's just like all flowing and in, in, like like so like barely loosely tangentially connected from one scene to the next. I just. One of the brothers throws something at the other brother and I guess could have hurt him. Well, since when throwing, like, was it a baseball? Was it a rock? It went through a fucking window. Apparently it was a lethal weapon. We were really afraid it was going to kill the brother. Like, right. I, 
don't understand. How about remember when the when the when the one kid's listening to the mom talk on the phone and she comes out of the room, she just slaps him in the face. It's like whoo. Probably, you know, I, I meant to write it down after it happened. There was a line at some point in the movie that I actually laughed out loud. Like it was like a funny line, and it was exactly like that was one of the longer like strips of the movie that I watched because that physical reset allowed me to keep watching it. Mm. I don't remember what it was, but like that was the only redeeming part of the entire movie, and I I can't remember what it was. Man, I'm just. I'm just feeling worse and worse as we talk about it. No, this has been cathartic for me. We needed it. I didn't have anyone else to talk to about the movie with, so... That's true. Um, if you've gotten this far, don't get yourself into this position. <laughs> just skip right over it. If you have gotten yourself into this... I'm, st- I'm absolutely serious. Flicks and a six at spinchoon.com. Write us an email... And just oh, ex- you explain yourself. <laughs> explain yourself, or explain to us what we're missing. I, I'm, I'd be happy to read it. I'd be, I'd be happy to exhibit it on the show <laughs> because we can have our favorite segment reading. Yeah. I'll read the email. Sounds great. Let's do it. Let's do it. Betty, you know what? This is the one of those times where I hope I don't get an email because <laughs> I don't want somebody else to have to have gone through this. Just get an email that reads. I'm going to get now an guys, email from now Kim. Now you guys nailed it. <laughs> Kim, yeah, it's going to be Kim. She's going to be like, you know what? I didn't get to say my piece. <laughs> Ugh. God. I. Do you have anything else you want to say about this? Absolutely not. Heaping pile of trash? Nope. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We sure as hell didn't. Tune in later this week for our pre-Oscar show. And take notes just to see how wrong we are in our predictions. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. Thanks for coming out.